At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we begin our number two of Big Bets here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw coming at you. We have our pro tip for our number one. And it really will lead into our conversation here, Amal, to begin our number two of the, the final four in the NFL. But, you know, we, we look at injuries, right? And you should look at injuries and you should look at them. Uh, forget about your allegiances, but you have to look at them from a betting perspective. And we know that Patrick Mahomes is compromised. I mean, he's going <laughs> to play, but he's compromised, right? There's just it's it, it cannot be the same Patrick Mahomes out there with that high ankle sprain we saw in the second half against Jacksonville uh, on this past weekend. And your advice would be simple: if you like the Bengals, you probably should bet it earlier in the week because this line we got to think moves, and it's already been on the move ever so slightly today. I, I think when you look at Cincinnati, they played a complete game. It wasn't just about the offense. I, I thought it was the first time we've really seen the Bengals go, hey, you know what? We can win the game with our defense. Mahomes is not completely healthy. Look, if Mahomes is healthy, as great as the Bengals played, I'm telling you right now, I'm riding with 15. No doubt. Him and Kelsey, 15 to 87 always seems unstoppable. But if he doesn't have the mobility that he's used to having – and a high ankle sprain generally is about a three- to four-week recovery. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very difficult against a Cincinnati team that's capable of putting pressure on you. I just thought there were some drop passes. The Gabe Davis drop was huge yesterday. Um, I thought that was an opportunity there. But then again, Gabe Davis had an opportunity for a free interception at the end of the half. Yeah. He didn't take that either. 
That was weird. That was weird. The, yeah. And again, well, we're going to get into that game in specifics here in a second. But that is the pro tip for our number one. Just want to, as a, as a reminder, if you're a VEASAN pro subscriber, all you have to do is go to VEASAN.com. You can sort these out by show and or by sport. We give you up to 20 pro tips a day across the VEASAN spectrum. But let's get back to that uh, in specifics. It's something I brought up last week with you, Amal, that I really thought Lou Anarumo and uh, always kid that – Tough to say his name, but it's like he's nobody talks about Lou in in Arumo when we talk about head coaches, right? He was to me the singular mastermind uh, against that Bills offense and Josh Allen to hold them to ten points in that loss. Like that was the biggest surprise because everybody talked about the offensive line, and we should have talked about the offensive line. And by the way, those backups dominated the Bills up front. Yep. It was amazing to watch the and look, I, I Zach Taylor. Think what, however you want to think. Like, I'm not one of those guys that stands on the, oh, he's not a very good coach thing. He's done a great job with this Bengals team two years in a row. That Super Bowl hangover, it's really tough to get a team back there. Look at the Rams this year after winning the Super Bowl. There was the hangover, right? Look what where the Bengals are, right back to where they were this time last year, going to, to uh, Kansas City again with a chance to get back to the Super Bowl again. It, maybe it's not sexy, with Anna Rumo, and maybe it's not sexy with Zach Taylor, but Joe Burrow is certainly football sexy. They got wideouts, and they've got an identity, and now they're going to go second year in a row against Kansas City. I don't know if the only thing that changes are the dates in the calendar and all, but right now it's basically a pick em, and who doesn't want to ro- roll with Joe Cool right now and Joe Burrow? Yeah, I, I mean, Burrow, to me, the way he's playing – Still have Josh Allen slightly ahead of him, not based on yesterday's performance, but just because of full body work over the career so far. But Burrow's right there, right? He's making a case, in my opinion, to be the second-best quarterback. And if you want to say you think he's better than Mahomes, that's fine. But I think Mahomes' track record in terms of what he's been able to establish. But I'll tell you what, if if they can't find a way through this year, Kansas City, these guys are trending in that Indianapolis Colts direction. Mm. Remember when Peyton and Tony Dungy for all those years? You know, nobody ever calls it out, but Tony Dungy, to me, underachieved with the Indianapolis Colts. One Super Bowl with 18 and Marvin Harrison with 88 and 87 and Edge, come on. Well, that Sean McDermott would love to have Tony Dungy's record at this point, at least winning the one, right? McDermott and the Bills, I know there's a little scrutiny there, but yes, they got outcoached. Yes, they got outplayed. I wouldn't Buffalo Bills fans be looking to move on from McDermott or any of those crazy talks that you're going to see out there, but it was eye-opening the way they got dominated, but that does lead us to hold or fire on a Monday. Let's burn down the studio, Kelly Bidlin, and let's get right to it now. The first game of the board is going to be the one in the NFC. By the way, I mean, seriously, how, how good are these matchups? Look, obviously right. I'm disappointed the Cowboys aren't there, but how sexy are these matchups of Niners and Eagles and then Bengals and Chiefs? Look, once the games were established on Saturday as to who's playing on Sunday, Kansas City and the Eagles – it didn't matter if it was Dallas or Buffalo. I knew we were going to have great championship games. Yeah, I thought those were the six best teams in the NFL. Absolutely. They were all right there. The only disappointment I have coming into these matchups is that Mahomes has that high ankle sprain. Philly looked tremendous on uh, Saturday. Saturday. I, here's why I like Philadelphia in this game. I think it's a tight, tough game. I think, though, Philly, a couple of factors. They played a game 24 hours earlier. Not that big of a deal, but when you're talking still a week, you like that extra day. Mm-hmm. But – I think San Francisco played in a game. A friend of mine sent me a text, huge Niners fan, and I love what he said. He goes, this is a game need not apply if you're not a grown man. 
And let me tell you, that was a grown man game. I thought it... I thought either team coming out of that game, whether it be Dallas or San Francisco, was going to be a disadvantage going into Philadelphia, A, the travel, B, it was a war of attrition. It was one of the more physical games that we've seen in a while. Now Philly gets there. They, they got to play that flag football game against the Giants, <laughs> right? They went out there. You know, nobody could stop Devontae Smith. Did Jalen Hurts get, take a shot? I don't know. I he don't got know. touched. Dave, you and I were together watching that game. I don't know how many plays you saw in the fourth, in the third and fourth quarter. I, I didn't even know what was going on. I actually had to ask somebody what the final score was. It was an afterthought, the yes. second half. And by yeah. the way, the Eagles somehow did score late if you had Giants second half laying a point. Oh, my goodness, that was a, that I, was a rough one. When they didn't need to score, they run it and yeah. and they get that gratuitous touchdown. But that's the point. It was it felt like a flag football game. So the Eagles arrested. They've got more time. I'm with you, Amal, on this one. I think if you like the Eagles, you better fire on a Monday because this is going to get to three. Great. You just kind of summarized what I was going to give the perspective of. If you like the Niners, I would wait to see if it gets to three. Yep. The two and a half won't mean as much, but if you can get that three, I think it's going to be a tight game. Three, four, or seven It's what it feels like to me. If you're a teaser better, maybe you got, you know, uh, Cincinnati, if you can get the plus one, tease them up to seven, seven and a half, or eight. And then the Niners to um, eight and a half, nine or nine and a half, depending on if you take the six, six and a half, or seven point teaser. This is going to be a tight game. Um, I thought Jalen Hurts really answered the bell well. I didn't think the injuries were a concern at all. This Philly team came out, took the ball. And you, you know what, Dave, I got to give you credit. We were watching the game and you said, it's very crucial if the Giants are going to be in this game, they have the football first. If Philly takes the ball, you go, I think they're going to go down and score. If they don't score, it's going to be a game. If they score, I think this thing's over. And it was over very quickly. Eagles looked great on that opening drive, dominant throughout. And I love the blitz that they had there. And then Bradbury gets the pick. I mean, if he doesn't trip, he goes to the house himself. Philadelphia was tremendous. I, I get the argument on both sides. But I think Philly deserves a ton of credit. And this is the game where I think Brock Purdy is going to have to perform because I think the Philly offense is going to put pressure on the Niners because they're going to score some points. I know, I mean, look, I, I, hate, I know you don't want to concede this, but don't you think the Philly offense is better than the Dallas offense? Yeah, the way that they utilize a healthy Jalen Hurts, yes. Yeah. And with the wideouts right now and A.J. Brown, how he's, he's transformed that offense. And you've got the former Heisman Trophy there as a number two. I mean, they they have got weapons. And Lane Johnson being back in that game was huge for them on Saturday against the Giants. And look, again, I, I have to give credit where credit's due, right? I'm not a Nick Sirianni guy. I really thought going into that that Wink Martindale and Brian Dable would be able to out-coach out Jeremy Gannon and Nick Sirianni. They did not. I got to give Sirianni and Gannon credit. They really were at their top of their game. Maybe that's a team they just know – and they're just clearly better than the Giants. But they thoroughly dominated that game from pillar to post. And now I go Nick Sirianni against D'Amico Ryans. Now I go Kyle Shanahan against Jeremy Gannon. Again, on the surface, I love the brain trust of the Niners. But I got to give credit to that game plan. And maybe Sirianni, you know, he, there was a, somebody caught a clip of him going, I know what I'm doing. Right? And he was yelling at someone. Yeah. And I was like, that, that's the the cringe part of me that goes, I don't want to gr give Sirianni credit, but I do. The proof's I, in the pudding, and he coached a masterful game. He did, but you don't understand with all these people, everybody in the league feels like they're disrespected. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you what I'd be doing if I were in the league. I would be going into the bank on Tuesday. I'd be high-fiving that teller. Hey, 750 direct <laughs> deposit. How about that? 750K. How about that? I heard Cam Newton telling a story about that. He goes, man, the first time I saw that direct deposit for 745000 or 750 Whoa. every week, I mean, I, I would be like, 
Don't worry. You want to say whatever you want? No problem. <laughs> yeah. I don't even care. Are you kidding me? He does have a bit of that chip in the shoulder. Maybe it's the young guys. Jeremy Gannon's a very young coordinator. Kyle is still young in my eyes, right? He'll always be young. But, you know, D'Amico Ryans is also a young coach. He's probably going to move, be moving on to a different staff. I, you know, I want to give the coaching edge to the Niners here. And I think across the board, people would. But, again, I do have to go, man, did he game plan a perfect game plan against the Giants. That game was never in doubt after that first score. The other – I mean, I guess there is another injury we need to keep our eye on this week. Christian McCaffrey dealing with this, cat, this calf yep. thing. I, you know, again, I think a bit, the biggest thing – kind of back to our pro – the, the biggest thing of these injuries this week – these guys are going to play, and you're not going to get any update, real update on it all week, right? This is not week two of the regular season. No. Where the coach might actually tell you something on a Wednesday or a Thursday about what this guy's status is really going to be for the week. Mahomes is going, and he's going to be banged up. That's all. That's about all we're going to know all week. But I think this that, that Eagles, this Eagles-Niners line is fascinating from a holder-fire standpoint. I don't think it hits three all week. Mm. I, I think that th- these guys are going to – I think there's some betters out there would jump all over Niners plus three, but I'm leaning to the Eagles side. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but that doesn't mean you need to take this number. If it's going to be two and a half today, why not just wait until Sunday when it's two and a half if, if you're saying you don't believe it gets to three? No, I'm with, I'm with you. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, what about the total here, gentlemen? Because 45 and a half here feels a little high to me. I wonder if that number comes down as the week goes. Maybe that's the number that gets on the move if this two and a half doesn't move a whole lot. Dave, I think it's a great point. I think it's a correlated play. If you like the Niners to win this game, I think it's an underplay. The higher scoring it is, I think it favors Philadelphia. And if you like Philly, they're going to have to score some points. I think they're going to be – you would probably look towards the over. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to get over because Philly can play a lower scoring game as well. Mm -hmm. But I think you bring up a really good point, especially if you like San Francisco. When we get back, let's do the AFC. We'll burn down the set and we'll talk about Patrick Mahomes and that dinged leg. But Daniel LaRusso is going to fight. Come on back. More Holder Fire next here on Big Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com. Check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every single game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see what the changes are in all of the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. Going to have Ben Fox join us here at the bottom of the hour. He, of course, is our v, uh, VP of digital content here at the network. Again, you and I had a great time watching the games on Saturday night with a lot of mutual friends and then went over to the D, watched UFC 283, and uh, woke up and was like, I, I can barely talk. I can't go out with you young kids anymore and party all night like I'm 23. I mean, I'm getting old, all. Well, Dave, I want to meet the first person that's getting younger. <laughs> Benjamin Button. Well, he's the only one. Well, you know, people always say, oh, you know, hey, I'm getting older. I said, who's getting younger? There's <laughs> a great line in Platoon. We all got to die sometime, Red. <laughs> Tom Berenger, best picture in 1986. Uh, okay, let's get back to Holder Fire here and burn down the set. Let's get to the AFC. We did the NFC uh, to a pretty good extent here for the Eagles. Again, we, we mentioned if you like Philly, you might want to fire in the two and a half today on a Monday. If you like the Niners, you might want to hold and see if you can get that number to three. Now, as we look to the AFC, that number has already been on the move today. So remember, this morning you could have woken up if you wanted the point. I don't know why it would be that necessary because we're not going to have a tie. We're going to get a winner here in the postseason. It's already to pick. So money line, there's no advantage to be gained there. Minus dollar ten either way here at South Point. I, I, I'm thinking here, Maul, that I don't know how much line movement we're going to see on the side the rest of the way. Maybe on the total, which is at 47. But do you see this line moving unless we get great news that Mahomes' leg is better than we thought? And then maybe it jumps up a, a point, point and a half. But how much line movement do you think we'll really get in the next week? I think the line's going to move in favor of Cincinnati. So if you like the Bengals, I would have fired already. I think they might go to one, one and a half. Now it seems a little bit interesting being on the road in Kansas City at Arrowhead. But the Mahomes injury is a big concern combined with what we saw to Cincinnati. I think a lot of people will react to that. Whether right or wrong, we'll find out Sunday. So this is the late game Sunday, huh? This is the late. This is the marquee game. If you, I mean, that, that's interesting. Like you got the Niners and the Eagles, the two best teams in the NFC, at least by seeding, right in the one and two. And you don't have that scenario here because the Bills were the two seed technically, right? Or co-ones, however you want yeah. to phrase it. 
and yet they're putting this as the marquee game with the Bengals and the Chiefs. I wonder if this is the power of Joe Burrow in that now people are looking at him. Look, pick him however you want. Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. But, man, Joe Cool was on display. It, it, it felt like, again, that that game was over at 7 nothing and certainly at 14 nothing in Buffalo. But they made a statement for a team that I don't know needed to make one after getting all the way to the Super Bowl and coming within a scotia of winning it last year. Yeah, I thought last year be- felt a bit fluky. I thought this year they were the right team. Remember against the Raiders, Derek Carr spikes the ball on first down when he's got plenty of time. Right. I mean, he went. They to almost the, didn't get out of the wild card round. Yeah, right? he was from the Barry Odom school of clock management. There, <laughs> uh, when you look at uh, some of these other teams and situations, I thought it was a bad play call by Kansas City. Eli Apple makes a tremendous play on Tyreek Hill. Clock runs out at the end of the first half. They end up getting no points. I, this year, they have been ever since they got off to a little bit of a hiccup early on. Mm-hmm. Since this point in time, they've been dominant. Really played well, and then in the two playoff games, did a really nice job. Now, the game against Baltimore, they were fortunate. Tyler Huntley trying to, you know, go over the top there on third down. Excuse me, didn't need to do that. Could have been a different scenario, different situation, but they go into Buffalo. They dominate a team that I would say was probably regarded as 1A or 1B as the best team in the NFL for most of the regular season, them in Philly. I'm I'm with you, and I think you bring up a great point about the Ravens game here. And, and again, this gets back to the adages of like, well – you know, the, the Eagles and the Giants know each other. You know, Eagles beat them twice in the regular season. It's hard to beat them three times. Sometimes you just know a team. And I wonder now, and the Ravens clearly knew what the, the Bengals wanted to do. And then the, the, the Bills clearly, in the you know, in the first quarter of the game that got canceled, looked like they were on their heels. And they, they, they were on their heels again from the jump. So maybe that narrative's going by the window of it's tough to beat them again. Like, yeah. we're seeing repeating things happen, right? The Bengals... Joe Burrow has had the better of Patrick Mahomes now for a couple of years, head-to-head in these matchups. And the Bengals have had the better of the Chiefs. And again, not just at the AFC title game of last year, but also in the regular season this Correct. year. And last year as well. So our, that pattern is there if we want to acknowledge it, even with a healthy Patrick Mahomes. And by the way, what do you think the number is if Mahomes is completely healthy? Four? I think, no, I think Chiefs three. Three. Yeah. Yeah. I think Chiefs would be a three-point favorite at home. Now you're saying, well... It's that much of an adjustment. Look, Mahomes, again, I've said this repeatedly, he's the best player in the NFL, but him having a dinged-up wing has a huge impact on that leg. Um, so it, it'll be profound. Remember, Cincinnati beat Kansas City back in December, yep. 27-24 in a tight game. That one was in Cincinnati. Now you've got a matchup here at Arrowhead. A double revenge here spot for the Chiefs. A double revenge spot. And the thing is, Amal, and great point. By the way, Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP. I mean, I think it's pretty much, remember, regular season award. I'd be stunned if somebody else somehow wins this award. Burrow next year will be interesting to me in the betting markets where he begins. Because remember, Mahomes began this season at 9-1. to And Josh Allen was the short fit. 9-1 to for Patrick Mahomes at the beginning of the year. And it looks like he's going to walk away with this thing now. Because he is dinged and because that leg is compromised, and we know it's a high ankle sprain, you know, Pacheco ran the ball hard against the Jags in that second half when they had to run the ball. Can Andy Reid switch up the game plan and say, okay, because my Superman is now just Clark Kent, I, I got to protect the pocket. He can't be as mobile as we're used to him. He's literally was hopping on one leg in that Saturday win. How different can be enemy and Reed make this offense look. It's going to be interesting to see what they're able to do. I think this is going to be 
this is going to be a huge game for both quarterbacks because if the Chiefs can get to a third Super Bowl, it would be huge in terms of Andy Reid. We know he's going to the Hall of Fame, but just in terms of kind of cementing himself. Uh, but Zach Taylor, I think he's got to get involved in that conversation of best coaches in the league. If he can take this team in back-to-back years, you're talking about a banged-up offensive line going into Baltimore. I'm sorry, Buffalo. Yeah. And then winning that game in dominant fashion. You know, Burrow looked like he was just sitting there picking off guys left and right. It was amazing how easy, with ease, yeah. they won that game 27-10 uh, to 10, up there in Orchard Park. I do look at this and I say, I'm with you kind of. I think you, you maybe you missed the best of the number. You didn't get the, the plus dollar five on the money line. But if I'm back in the Bengals, I'm firing today. And also my handicap would be if I lose to to Mahomes with one leg and and, and Rumo, the job he's done with that defense, don't you just tip your cap as a better and say, okay, if I'm if I can't beat them and the Bengals have beat them when Patrick Mahomes is fully healthy repeatedly – then you go, wow, okay, didn't see that coming. He really is Superman. I, I would, as a better, say, that's fine. I can go down with that ship. Like, yeah. if I lose with a healthy Joe Burrow and and what this defense has been able to do to Josh Allen, it could really be trouble for Pat, Patrick Mahomes being immobilized back there. There's no question about it. Uh, for me, the key is going to be how does this Kansas City defense perform? Are they able to get pressure on Mahomes? Are they able to make it difficult for him? Um I didn't watch the KC game against uh, Jacksonville that closely. You know, it felt like to me once they had that lead and then Kansas City couldn't take advantage of him, Mahomes is back in the game. I'm like, they're not beating these guys. No, and the Jags were right there. Obviously, they had two turnovers in three three plays in that yeah. second half that really turned it. Remember, they had the first it looked like a first and goal, and uh, I can't remember the running back. Was it uh, Agnew? I believe uh, that, that just gave it up on his own. The Chiefs get the ball. I mean, the Chiefs were. That thing was a struggle the whole way with the Jags, but they do hold on. I'm surprised, and I do wonder where this total goes at 47. You got to think the Chiefs have to run the football a little bit more than they normally would want to. Are they capable of it, and does this play to an under? I actually think this is going to be a little bit of a higher-scoring game. Okay. I think both teams are capable, and if you're, you are the Chiefs, if it's a lower-scoring game, I think it's going to favor Cincinnati because the one thing that you have to concede is Mixon, Pirine, they're going to be able to run the ball more effectively than we've seen out of Kansas City's running game. I like Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. And, um, you know, to me, I think he's a guy that people um, kind of forget about because he played at Rutgers, but he's he's solid. He I runs hard. Pick. He runs hard, absolutely. Again, we, we thought this would be the case in Buffalo with the lineman issue that a lot of screen draw, to, you know, get the ball out of your hands. That really wasn't the case. Burrow, as you mentioned, had plenty of time. To, to pick off and find his, his big play receivers, that's going to be the, the cat and mouse here, right? Is it is it going to be, again, Burroughs looking for his big play wide receivers, and Mahomes has to get rid of the ball quicker because of his leg. You're absolutely right. That's the concern. How does he do under pressure? Hendrickson and Hubbard, they're getting pressure on him. And then you know where Patrick is so dangerous is it's third and eight, steps up in the pocket, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you think, okay, he might run, and then he just drops one into Kelsey or somebody else. Or if he doesn't, then he takes off because you're dropping back and then he gets that first down running for it. I mean, no disrespect to Eli Apple and Eli Apple's mother. I don't want her getting out. But, boy, normally a healthy Patrick Mahomes is going to be licking his chops to go against Eli Apple on a normal week. But it's not a normal week right now at a pick in that total at 47. Come on back. Ben Fox, our VP of Digital Content, next here on VEASAN. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
watch football with a little bit more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness. Set your lineup. Watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all postseason long. Guinness, made of more. Terms and conditions, other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for all of the details. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. We roll on this edition of Big Bets, and look who it is, America. Ben Falks, our VP of Digital Content, back in the house here on a Monday. I mean, some of the the bodies aren't even cold yet for the Cowboys and for the Bills. Sorry, and, I know it's been it's been a rough a rough Monday. You're a pro. Yeah, we, we you go to work. You you go do your job. You got to be an adult in this thing. But I'm sure there are a lot of wagers out there and a lot of tickets that didn't cash that people are thinking the same thing like I did. If if you had the Cowboys side. Not saying you had the right side because clearly the ticket doesn't cash, but boy, you feel like that was one that got away, that you were right there, and then the four doesn't even come into play. Yeah, and really, and also the three and a half or four, right? We see that. We always talk about the key numbers. We're tending to focus on three, seven, and ten. Right. You saw that there. You just never know how the game is is going to play out. Obviously, a couple different plays for the Cowboys could go differently, but even if you had that at plus four, you're feeling a little better right, right. before the potential field goal from the Niners. Uh, the biggest one here, our our boy, always got to talk about a Mattress, Mattress Mac. Mattress Mac. Mattress Mac. It wouldn't be a big sporting event without Mattress Mac. Two $1 million money Ooh. line wagers, so $2 million total on the Cowboys money line. This was at Caesars in Louisiana. Nice photo op with a whole stack of cash he had there. Uh, Good-looking photo. I, yeah. I do have to say that. But it is now just a photo after the Cowboys go down. His last two bets, he had that, and he had uh, TCU. Against yeah. uh, against Georgia. Now, look, obviously, from Houston, right. the furniture store owner, he's going to tend to go to gravitate towards Texas-based teams. Uh, has a couple of Houston Cougars, college basketball uh, futures bets out there already. But not the best uh, Sunday, certainly, for Mattress Mac there. No, loses the two millimall. And, again, he, he, he then had a message for, for Dak Prescott. I think he actually tweeted out a little a visual of – he didn't seem too upset about it. And, again – for those that don't know, he's, as you mentioned, he's going to be selling mattresses off this. He always has promotions with it. So I don't think there's a lot of people out there that, that go, wow, he lost $2 million. The promotion he gets from it is what he's looking to offset some of those losses. Yeah, it, he'll be fine. He's, he's, be he's okay. selling plenty of mattresses. And as I'm sure you guys talked about earlier, too, Brett Maher, really interesting, right? This this is not something that normally would be put up on a regular kind of playoff weekend right but so much attention with Brad Maher missing all those extra points sportsbooks put that up it was as high as uh, plus 500 at Westgate wow. one guy actually bet a thousand dollars at plus 500 that, that he would miss extra. yeah and it, I think it was minus 350 or so minus 400 that he would make and again over the course of his career terrible bet right yes. he's made 94 percent 95 percent of extra points but if you're just betting it for this game, which is what that is, you take a shot. Now, again, still not what the odds should be. They should be higher than that for an extra point. Uh, and he only had one opportunity, one, I think, one right? One attempt, 0 for 1 with the block, and he was going to miss it anyway. Look, I was going right. left. But that is amazing because I would say that is a bad bet. Now, it cashes. Hmm? It, you get the 5 to 1 at the highest numbers. But I, I think sometimes I'm all like the Top Gun analogy. The, the encounter was a success. But I think it was an example of what not to do. I mean, the, you knew the opportunities were going to be limited because they weren't going to score that often against the number one defense in the league. And so he gets one shot at it, and he misses. It's a good, I think, 
$1,000, I would not be bet. It's a good pizza money bet. Right. Right. Throw some money. It's, and it's a fun one to talk about with your friends, especially. Look, everyone was watching him, right? <laughs> everyone oh was God. dialed in for when it happened. And it did become a big subplot in a very tight game. It did. Right? It, it, it did affect. It affects some of their play calling, decision making. It had an impact on the game, both betting wise for that actual prop and then in the actual game. You know, the thing that was interesting to me on that prop was I, I thought after he nailed the extra point against Tampa in the last kick, I thought he was going to be back on track. Yep. You know, it was just one of those games where mentally uh, he was starting to second guess himself. And I thought he did fine. Um, you know, you guys did bring up a good point earlier. And Ben, I don't know if you heard it when we talked about it. Dallas decided to forego the long field goal and went for it on fourth down. And then I think Prescott threw a pick on that drive. Right. Um I was a little bit surprised because Maher, I believe, has four kicks over 60 yards. Mm -hmm. So to your point, the bet, I mean, listen, good for the person who made the bet, but it, it seems a bit of a precarious bet, normally speaking, against a guy like Maher who's got four kicks over 50 yards. Yeah, good long-range kicker. Look, yeah. we see it at sports in general. There's a giant mental side, especially with kickers, right? You're, oh, yeah. You're sitting over there the entire time. You have one job. Everyone expects you to do that job 100% of the time. And then he very publicly was really the only reason to watch that game for the second through fourth quarters against the Bucks. right? The game was over. It became a sideshow. Yeah. It really did. And, again, we always make the, the analogy with, with, with golfers because it's that individual feel to it, right? And maybe that's why golfers in those pro-ams, the retired golfers, are always up there at the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. because they, Nothing they, to lose. It's a very similar mentality once it goes, if anybody's ever played golf. You know that what that's like. You also had another big bet on the Bills, and I saw your tweet during the game. Um, not a, not a great start for somebody that was backing Buffalo and laying points here, and they clearly did not get out of the shoot and then never recovered. Yeah, this was a, a Michigan better at Caesars, three hundred thirty thousand dollars on the Bills minus five. Ooh. Not a not a great game certainly for that one. I, the Bengals, I, I think I don't know if it's underrated or not talked about. They are twenty one and five against the spread in Oof. their last 26 games. They've lost exactly one game this season, Monday Night Football against the Browns, that kind of weird yeah. Jacoby Brissett all-star game. Yeah. They've lost one game by more than three points. So they are a great against the spread team. They are a great teaser team to tease them up mm -hmm. potentially this week, depending on where that line gets to. But they have been crushing it against the spread really we haven't kind of seen this since Tom Brady, New England Patriot days of a team consistently over multiple seasons covering it and the market, I guess, underrating that team, too. It, I, you know, that's why I'm so disappointed that Mahomes is banged up because I, I can't wait. I, I mean, look, if you're not a fan of any one of these four teams or, you know, if you don't have a specific bet that you like, just as a viewer, mm -hmm. these games are going to be terrific in terms of just wanting to watch. Now, whether the games play out that way or not remains to be seen, but should be a lot of fun. Anything else that you've been seeing coming in? I mean, Super Bowls, I mean, you know what surprised me in the future has been right now is that San Francisco right now is plus 350 to win it. I, I am shocked. By the way, if you look at the odds, you should not make any bets on teams to win a Super Bowl before the season starts. I mean, you can get pretty much the same odds when they get into the playoffs unless the Absolutely. team is like 15-2. and two, You're going to have a great opportunity to get good odds on these teams. I think what's so fascinating is we rarely see this as we see the odds up on the screen. Very rarely is the Super Bowl favorite not plus 200 or shorter. Right? This is, I think, in the last 45 seasons, David Purdom had this. It's never been plus 200. It's never been more than plus 200, right? So the favorite, you, the Chiefs, for example, you'd accept me plus 200, plus 150. In some years, it's been minus 110 at this point. 
all of those teams are, are right there, right? And they vary a little bit by sports book, but it's basically those teams from plus 200-ish to plus 310, plus 350. Any of these four, certainly, and we, I think we generally thought these were the best teams with obviously the Bills and not all of them can make the final four. But man, oh man, they are all right there. It is amazing. It's a great point, gentlemen, because again, if you're looking for value here, you can make a case that there's value in all four of these teams to Ben's point because you're getting plus 260 with the Chiefs, plus 260 with the Eagles, plus 270 with the Bengals, plus 310 with the Niners. And Amal, I know you got a much better number in the Niners when Purdy was starting his ascent, if you will. And I think you got them over, what, about 15 to 1, 13 to 1, somewhere in that range. It's still at three to one. It feels like a recency bias that they didn't play their best game against the Cowboys yesterday, survived, but they are beaten up a little bit. I, I wonder what the best value is on the board. And, and Ben, I can't wait to see where the big bets come in because somebody's going to take a shot. To me, it'd be the Bengals at plus 270. I tend to agree with you. I think when you look at these matchups, again, I we're going to be repeating this all week. The Mahomes injury is crucial. Uh, but, you know, your point about the 49ers didn't play their best game, I don't think this, they didn't play their best game. I thought they played well. I think they played Dallas, an equal opponent. I thought Dallas deserves a ton of credit. Yep. I, I thought the Cowboys looked great. To me, I thought the Cowboys showed what you kind of believed in all year. This team looked extremely good. Uh, they played extremely well. It, it was just a scenario where, the you know, even on the first interception, they only wind up with three points. Mm-hmm. But it was really, for me, the turnover in the red zone no doubt. that cost them an opportunity to get points and kind of change the, the balance of the And game. Tony Pollard. And Tony Pollard. I thought that was a huge, mm-hmm. huge, huge key component to, to the Cowboys' demise yesterday. Ben, I mean, I can't wait to see what the big bets that do come in on this, but have you seen anything yet for Sunday's action? Is any big tickets so far? Is pretty much we're waiting as, as the week goes. No, we're waiting. You're going to have the you know more respected players. We've seen the line movement kind of yeah. you know, established. I would say Patrick Mahomes as well has never been an underdog in the playoffs. This could be the first time in his career that we have that. The biggest bet I think that's out there right now there was a $75,000 bet on the 49ers at 12 to 1 Ooh, so that's one Ooh. the biggest liability I think that's 900,000 okay. by, my, by my rough math that's still still out there that's kind of the biggest one I'm keeping track of of all those and I should mention quickly too a guy had a $5 bet on the first TD score in all games he cashed that for over $72,000 <laughs> that is unbelievable and play the squares, whoever that guy is. <laughs> ben, great stuff as always, our VP of digital content. Come on back. We'll put a bow on this edition of Big Bets here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football fans with the conference championships upon us, it's time to check out Bet Rivers. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet Rivers squares this football season. Place a $10 bet or more in qualifying offers and get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying offers, eligibility bonuses, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available at BetRiversSquares.com. Back alongside Amal Shaw. Amal, if I gave you the option mm-hmm. that you could pick any squares, not randomly get squares, what numbers to you would be the ideal numbers to get? So in the squares, it's like 7 3 is 10, correct? So you got to pick a zero? Right. Like, you know, normally, like, oh, good squares numbers would be a three and a zero, right? That the score would be, you know, you might get a 10 to three first half scores. You know, you're trying to figure out what you think normal numbers would be. But we're talking about this like 19-12 was the final score in the Cowboy-Niner game yesterday. With the advent of two-point conversions, missed extra points, the good numbers, 7 and 0, might not be the, the, the square numbers of yesterday. I agree with you. They spend all this time coming up with squares when they can put out a million other better bets. <laughs> I'm like, give me a break. It is totally so, by random. It, it, it is, right? I mean, like, it really is. Think about this. You get a ball first down and goal at the two-yard line. You run the ball. There's 38 seconds left in the quarter. The guy doesn't make it. Now you got to go to the other side of the field, and then you get it in. I mean, first, and then your first quarter square number could be thrown off. I, I'm sure they'll have some stupid bet on, hey, who scores more points You know, during the Super Bowl? You know, it's funny. They talk about the prop bets. Mm-hmm. Half of them are useless. Now, there are some where you can find some real edges, but on, on 80 to 90% of them, it seems like, Okay, James Harden scores more points this morning. I'm like, come on, give me a break. I don't even know if James Harden was at the strip club till 5 a.m. Can you give <laughs> we, me that update before no I make that bet? We have where he was all night long. By the way, we are looking at the, the, the futures for the Super Bowl odds, right? And all teams right now are about plus 260 or better. But they're all really short number. In the, there's no long underdog. There's no big underdog. The Niners are the biggest betting underdog. 
at plus 310. And the quote-unquote shortest on the board are the Chiefs and Eagles at plus 260. To Ben Fox's point, who was just on with us, our VP of digital content, you just don't see that, Amal. You don't see this tightly packed Final Four in the NFL. So when you're really trying to extrapolate value, I look at it and I go, which conference would you rather have? Because there seems to be almost zero advantage to trying to figure out who's going to win on Sunday and then represent their conferences. And we have no idea, to your point, Patrick Mahomes, if the Chiefs win, how healthy is he really going to be? Like, where is the betting edge as you try to prognosticate who the Super Bowl teams are actually going to be? In my opinion, it's the NFC. And the reason is, I think Philly has the best offense. However, I think San Francisco, by a large margin, has the best defense. And if San Francisco comes out of this game, I think they've got a great shot to stymie either team on the other side. Well, I think what you did is what I try to do is deduce the best units. Yeah. And you just identified that, in your opinion, the two best units, because Patrick Mahomes is compromised. Because I think we would say the Chiefs have the best offense if 15 was the normal 15. Yeah. But he's not. So we got to live in this adjusted world of expectations in these championship games. So Maul's point is the Eagles have the best now offense and the Niners have the best defense. So if you're going to take that conference prop, which conference wins the Super Bowl, even though the longer odds right now favor the Niners, that could be your best value play. There's no question about it. Um, I, look, I think you can make an argument. It's been a while since you've had four teams where, to me, you can argue for all four teams and logically – it's hard to say no to any of those. The only drawback right now, again, to me, is Kansas City because of the injury to Mahomes. If he can get through this game, he's going to have two weeks. That's where the two weeks in the Super Bowl becomes huge, right? Yeah. He may not be 100%, but I think it puts him in a pretty good position. Um, man, it, it, it's interesting. I do think, though, the odds on Super Bowl, minus San Francisco, you got to go with the three quarterbacks. Yes. Right? And I'm glad. You know? Yeah, I'm all, we're looking at these odds to win the Super Bowl MVP. And this is where you do those correlated plays. Yeah. So we just showed you the prices for the teams. Well, here's what you would do, I think, if you want to back the Bengals. You play Joe Burrow to win the MVP at plus 350 versus the team number of what? Plus 270, I believe. Wouldn't you extrapolate that if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, they're going to give the MVP to Joe Burrow? Yeah, absolutely. So there's better value there in betting Joe Burrow to win the MVP if you're a Bengal backer versus the team. Now, this gets tricky here because look at Brock Purdy. He's plus 650. If you like the Niners at plus 310, there are other guys. Like, who would have been the MVP yesterday for the Niners? It would have been George Kittle. Right? Correct. I think, I Correct. think Kittle was the best guy. Yep. So maybe the correlated play ends for the Niners because Brock Purdy at plus 650 is not a lock where we think the three quarterbacks would be with Mahomes, Burrow, and Hurts. Yeah, okay, yep. couple, a couple of things. Say them all. <laughs> I, first of all, I don't see George Kittle on this list. Yeah, but who is on that? Yes, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's not even playing. Like, give me a break. He's eligible to George play. George Kittle is 100 to 1. I don't know how. I don't know why. But he is. Kittle's worth the play. Yes. yes. Because, look, one thing that has to be taken into consideration when you're looking at this, you want a guy that's going to theoretically represent the league in a positive light. And George Kittle's got that personality. I mean, look, Purdy's the quarterback. I get all that. McCaffrey's the guy. If he has a monster game, no question he could be there. But 
even Travis Kelsey at 25 to 1 to me is worth a shot because Mahomes goes to him a lot. We saw in the first half 10 catches for 55, breaks a couple of tackles, winds up with two, three touchdowns. He's a guy that could get there. Yeah, and it is hard. We're trying to figure out other ways to play your Super Bowl MVP with obviously correlated who you think is going to win because those numbers are so tight for those four teams. Maybe you get better value. Also interesting on the board is Chad Henney at 60 to 1. I thought, Amal, you nailed it off the top of the show. The key drive to Saturday night's victory was the 98-yarder yeah. by Chad Henney. It wasn't Patrick Mahomes. So I, I look at that and I go, is there a chance that Mahomes were getting goofed a little bit and he really can't go, and then Henney comes in? And I mean, is that a possibility that Andy Reid's you know smoking mirrors here and we don't? I know Mahomes is like I'm I'm playing the game, but what if it's worse than what we know? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, I mean, you know, that's something you have to take into consideration. By the way, Henny, I look, he's probably not going to, but it's not a bad one if you want to take a flyer on a guy like Henny, right? Let's say you go put 10 bucks on him at 60 to 1. You win 600 injured or something like that, yeah. Yeah, I, I think there are other ways to, to look at that market. Uh, it, it is fascinating to me. And I thought Kelly brought up a good point earlier in the program, too, which is we're not going to get any honest answers on injury reports the rest of the week, right? Like, I heard Andy Reid say yesterday it was hysterical. I don't know if you guys heard anyone. Uh, yeah, he's, he's got an ankle injury. Uh, I guess that's what they said. So, uh, that's, that's – yeah, like, the world saw it, Andy. Like, we – you can't fake that. I, yeah, I, I guess I guess it's uh, – I, I like – I like ankle. I like Andy Reid. I like his commercials. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm an Andy Reid guy. The greatest video of all time is from that punt pass and kick when Andy Reid was a, was a kid. <laughs> Towering over the other just, kids. I still don't even understand. I was like 12 or 14 years old, and everybody else looked like, you know, it was just. Wearing his like, L.A. Rams hat. Yeah, exactly. But no, and that's the thing, right? We're not going to get a, a square shake, nor should we, because yeah. the coaches are playing possum now, right? They're all playing possum with the other guys, so they don't want to know exactly what's going on. Like, yeah. when you have a gruesome injury like Pollard and it's a fractured leg, D'Amico Ryans knew he wasn't coming back in the second half. There's only so many things that you can hide from the public. But we're all assuming that, one, Mahomes plays, and, two, he looks as good as he can look on one leg. If you watch the second half, he couldn't put weight down on that thing. Yeah. He was literally hobbling in between plays. That's got to factor into your Super Bowl MVP talk. It's got to factor into your Bengals-Chiefs talk. And it's just something that you're not going to get a square shake when the head coach won't really even fully <laughs> admit that it's an ankle injury. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you you know, listen, we saw we saw him hobbling. I don't know how much that's going to change. And I think it's going to be more difficult now that the times are during that game. It's easier, right? You're playing yes. at that moment. Adrenaline. Yeah, all those exactly. Things. Now uh, a week passes by. This would be interesting. Um, you know, that's one of the reasons why I like Cincinnati in the matchup. Excuse me. I, for me, if there was a healthy Mahomes, I think Casey would beat him. Would you play Hurts at plus 350 versus the Eagles going forward? Because for Super Bowl MVP odds, which are better odds at plus yeah. 350 than plus 260 for the team. Yes, I would, yeah. Or is there another, because they have so many other weapons, like an A.J. Brown, like a Devonta Smith, that they could give it to somebody else if Hurts is pedestrian in a Super Bowl win. That's a fair point, uh, but I think against these two defenses, he'll be fine. Think about who you'd be playing, Kansas City and uh, Cincinnati, so you'd have an opportunity to be able to move the ball. Is it fair to say that the worst unit remaining out of the, out of the last four is Kansas City's defense? Feels that way. Right? Yeah. Like, Chris Jones is a great player, 
But boy, if you're trying to identify where we're getting advantages, yeah. I think you nailed it. Eagles offense with a healthy Hurts versus a dinged up Mahomes and Bosa in the Niners defense. Those are the two best units left and they're both in the NFC. No, you're absolutely right. And a uh, little bit uh, something important, which you brought up. Look at the numbers compared to the odds to win the Super Bowl. Amal, thank you for making it semi-painless today on a Monday. And who was the tennis player? Dave Ross. Holger Rooner. <laughs> Holger Rooner is now on the hit list. 100%. We're kidding. Thanks for watching, Big Bets, everybody. We've got the final countdown next here on VEASAN. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.